It's recording. <laughs> Am I in us? Yeah, you're starting to Just keep going. <laughs> God damn, Mark. <laughs> yes, you are, you are the host this week. You're starting off this week. Welcome to Buzzkill. <laughs> I'm Mark Millian. <laughs> I'm Nathan Olivares Giles. I'm Brian Chen. We're here in the mission at Brian's house, and you're tuning in for the season finale of Buzzkill Season 1. Are you sure it's not called BuzzFeed? <laughs> oh, burn. Yeah. Well, it's the we 18th may, episode, too. We may, we may have made that mistake three times, <laughs> but it's called Buzzkill. We may have been in many more bottles of wine than we are at this point. You're. I've only had one beer. Don't, don't, don't point that finger at me. I've only had one beer here. I'm good. <laughs> I've had more than one. Hey, it's, it's, <laughs> it's Monday. It's excusable. <laughs> um, what are we doing here? All right. Uh, the house rules, and then we show the bu- and then we hit the buzzer. All right, here's how it works. We come up with a list of topics in advance. We've done this 18 times. Everybody knows. The, the six <laughs> people who are listening knows how it works. We're gonna buzz if we get bored, and then we'll talk about other stuff. Today's buzzer is a very charming. <laughs> that was our good friend Jeff Bezos who is the CEO of Amazon, who just bought a grocery store. Right, I'm feeling kind of anxious about this because you know, the reason I'm anxious today is that I missed my delivery of 45 pounds of cat litter. And that's from Amazon. And now I'm a little bit anxious about Whole Foods because that's where I usually get my groceries. So, but you like, get more organic cat litter. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I like usually to go eat to cat litter that's grown from uh, natural <laughs> locally sourced source. Uh, yeah, no, no uh, pesticides. To well, 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 cat butt. What are you worried about, Brian? Because I, I go to Safeway. That's where I buy my groceries. But from all the That's stuff, like the opposite of organic is like the opposite of Whole Foods. But from everything I've read, if you are an Amazon Prime subscriber, which I am actually, you're more likely to be a like a Whole Food shopper too because they're usually like both like higher income uh like urban neighborhoods you know working professionals blah 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 blah. like this this isn't a regular grocery store right this is kind of a fancy highfalutin grocery so i'll back up for a second because uh since we're a little bit tipsy i'm getting ahead of myself here but amazon (laughs) bought whole foods for 13.4 billion dollars or they've agreed 0.7? Shit. Oh, where did I get this? Well, whatever. Add an extra point, $400 million. <laughs> More than $13 billion. More yeah. than $13 billion. $13 billion. And, uh, and so so the thing that people are, are, are talking about is is that regulators are concerned that you know these are two huge retail companies merging. And in the history of mergers, yeah. um, this has never really gone well. But most of our history of mergers... That, that we have to look at are telecom companies, you know, like... Uh, that's true. Um, Mega mergers are mostly telecoms. But, I mean, it's it's interesting because that's what's happening right now. Like, all of these publicly traded companies, to, sh- to, to show growth, to fake growth or whatever to their investors, they're just buying up other companies. So we're seeing it with, like, you know, Comcast, we're seeing it with Verizon, we're seeing it with AT&T. All these companies are tr- trying to buy up everything they can, and it, it is usually coming from from telecommunications companies, uh, but this is still kind of a trend in American corporate culture of major companies. Well, the, the reason this hasn't gone so well when telecom merges is that it has always not benefited the consumers. It's yeah. always benefited the companies themselves. Yep. They've raised prices, they've eliminated jobs, 
In many cases, the services have gotten worse. If you look at the Sprint Nextel merger, for example, like that was one of the worst mergers in history for telecom. Uh, like those those two companies did not mesh well together, and Sprint is still a terrible cellular network, you know. So and it's, the uh, the Sprint T-Mobile proposal got shot down because. Uh, Government was like, this is going to suck. And uh, yeah. what was it? AT&T T-Mobile got it. Yeah, but at the same time, so many things have been approved, like Verizon buying Yahoo when they, well, when they already yeah. own AOL. They're AT&T Dish. AT&T Dish, AT&T DirecTV. Like, you know, it seems like regulators these days are totally approving these sorts of things. And Trump's position has been like light regulation. Get out of the way. So yeah. presumably this would pass. Although during the campaign he had that little yeah. uh, square off with Jeff Bezos about the, uh, the he did. Washington Post and was like, oh, with, we'll make things tough for Amazon. With this specifically, as a Whole Food shopper, do you think Amazon will make Whole Foods worse? Because I feel like Amazon makes a lot of really crappy products, but they're really great at delivering things that I want, well, like the stuff I would go and buy at a grocery store or at a Target or whatever to my door in a timely manner. Like, that's what they're best at. I mean, well, you bring up a good point in that, you know, some of the mergers that were approved recently, you know, Verizon, Yahoo, et cetera, yeah. um, those are mergers where there's less overlap. You know, sure, they have some conflicting businesses where it's like, you know, like internet provider or like uh, some some aspect of... Um, yeah, it's more content. Where there's too. no competition. Yeah. Yeah. But for um, this, do you think this is going to make Whole Foods better or worse? I don't know. Like if you look at um if you look at Amazon, they don't have a physical retail space right now, right? So that mm -hmm. that's what makes it interesting. So what you is Amazon? Yeah, this would be this would be huge. And they and of course everyone's making the jokes that like someday you'll have your groceries delivered by drone, which is funny, but if ever they want to do that, they are in like urban cores, they are in affluent neighborhoods, they are in places where people are mostly Prime subscribers. So well, it actually kind of makes sense for that. The thing regard. that totally doesn't totally make sense with Amazon buying Yahoo. I mean, not not Yahoo. Sorry, that's horrible. Whole Foods. Whole Foods is that? Um, I mean, Amazon is the everything store, whereas Whole Foods is the not everything store. You it's know, we're selective food. about the stuff that we put in Whole Foods. Everything's organic and better than what you get at Safeway, etc. Um, so, so what does um, buying uh, Whole Foods do for Whole Foods, you know. So that's, we that's reported the plan that's under consideration is to reduce prices to shed this whole paycheck image that the company has had to like make it seem so consumers are like, oh, it's organic, it's healthy, but it's affordable. That's Amazon's goal. Amazon way. wants to make Whole Foods affordable. Another piece of it was what? Um, but looking at job cuts and that. We reported that, which is never a good thing to have out there when you're trying to buy a business. They Definitely were, not. Like, within a day, they were like, we're not planning to cut any jobs, but we're not going to comment on the rest of your report. <laughs> <laughs> there is Dr. Evil. Creepy Jeff Bezos laugh. <laughs> um, okay, our next topic, we're going to talk about North Korea. Aww. Um, this is crazy. So, you may have remembered, like, from a couple years ago, this kid, Otto Warmbier, who is a University of Virginia student who, for some reason, was in North Korea. Mm -hmm. Was he, like, on a field trip or some shit? Yeah, I, was, I, he was a tourist. There. I gotta be real, and I, I, I feel ashamed saying this, I don't remember, like, I, I don't remember this. 
I forgot about it or it, something. I don't remember it either. Which is sad. We're journalists, but I forgot about it or something. It was such a bizarre instance where uh-huh. an American goes to visit North Korea as a tourist. He was there staying in like a dormitory type setting and ripped down a poster that was like an authoritarian, like pro Kim Jong Un poster. It was captured on camera. And the government of North Korea detained him and sentenced him to, I think, like 10 years of hard labor and imprisonment. Wow. So there was like this press conference that was aired uh, that was like televised of him like in tears flanked by North Korean officials where he's like, you're, uh, you know, you're a prisoner of North Korea now because you violated our laws. Wow. I mean, it's a pretty dumb move to go there and do that, knowing what North Korea is and yeah, knowing how they come a, down on he's people. He's a kid, though. He's a college student. Yeah, you're an adult when you're in college. You're over 18. But still, nonetheless, I, I, it's, I mean, that's brutal. I think that's we all brutal. did a lot of dumb it, shit in college. It, oh, yeah. Tearing it, down myself. Oh, yeah, totally. It doesn't, yeah. I mean, but it doesn't excuse what North Korea did. But Jesus, man, that sucks. So this kid is dead and... So, so like, can we, can we tell? Like, so wait, 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 wait. When did he die? How not, did he die? Okay, what happened? Storytelling could have been better on that, but yeah, the latest, <laughs> the latest development is that he's dead. As Jesus Brian revealed. <laughs> um, Sorry, I was so just trying in, to get to the chase. In between, the chase. In between, that's the kid who died. Yeah. That's the kid who died. Forgive my ignorance for not knowing any of this so, shit. That is terrible. So now he's dead. Did um, they kill him in prison? What happened? So I'm gonna shut up right now. There's a lot of mystery involved here. Oh, we don't know how he died. The government of North Korea said he contracted botulism, which was like he got botulism. Botulism, right? Food poisoning? I don't know. It's like a it's severe. It's like a case of food poisoning where it's like bad canned food or something. Uh, And as we know, North Korea is like a fucking like third world country with where its people are starving so maybe he ate some bad meat from a can anyway he contracted according to the north korean government such a bad case of food poisoning that he entered a coma and he remained there oh man and then north korea is like well we've got this comatose like american kid here i mean here you can punish him any further yeah so like take him back they sent him back to his family Wait, wait, and wait, he wait, just wait. died in America. Oh, he died in... So he actually made it back to the U.S. and then he died. That is tragic. Jesus. And Trump's comment was, at least he got home to his parents. <laughs> and oh, to be fair, so Trump also described North Korea as a brutal regime. Yes. Which is, an, which is a step up from his previous comments about where he was like, well, Kim Jong-un is a very talented kid or whatever, whatever they said when he was asked about North Korea last time. But... Um, the kid was 22 years old when he died. It, like, this does not happen to Americans. I mean... This happens to people from lots of countries all over the world. This happens to lots of governments all over the world. There are people in the United States that get killed. Uh, immigrants in detention centers, uh, people in prisons. Like, we have one of the highest rates of imprisonment for a civilized nation like, we have some brutality on our own. I'm not trying to compare it to what North Korea does. This happens to Americans. We don't talk about it when it happens to, in those ways. This was but a white Americans, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Thank you, thank you for mentioning that. It's for Americans abroad, 
Um, no, yeah, you're right. This doesn't happen, and this is tragic, and this is brutal, and fuck. I mean, I, what else can you say about it? What else can you say, indeed? Uh, the only thing that can relieve of, of this is Jeff Beasley. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. All right, well, from one massively depressing topic to another, the United States Senate is set to vote on Trump Care next week, according to reports from you know, all the major news outlets, including the New York Times. Um, and the public still hasn't seen the bill. Democrats in the Senate are complaining that they haven't seen the bill. So far, all of the meetings that have to do with this plan to repeal the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, and replace it with Trump Care, have happened uh, in secret. It, it, it's pretty disgusting. It's unprecedented. Um, there's been a ton of reports out there that's saying that literally in, uh, in American history, it has never gone down like this. Uh, and uh, there's, of course, questions uh, over whether or not the Republicans have enough votes. 52 Republican senators have been meeting several times um, the last couple of weeks behind closed doors to figure all of this out. And, of course, there's a ton of hypocrisy here because um, while it took months and months and months for Obamacare to be hammered out and senators at that time complained that it wasn't transparent enough, even though everything was done in public, um, uh, those same senators that were complaining then. And that was in a Congress where they did not have the majority of the Senate. Yeah. So. And now um, and now those same ones that said the last process wasn't transparent enough are making this the most secret law passing like of all time. It, yeah. From the Senate. Well, so, politicians are hypocritical. I yeah. think the the key is that I don't think the Republicans are going to be able to pass this. Even among when they have a majority. And we talked about this on previous episodes. When they have a majority, you would assume they could do whatever they want, but they can't agree on anything. There's so many factions of the Republican Party that I don't think they're going to come to a compromise and be able to get this through. Well, you know, we'll see how it all plays out. It's not encouraging to know that we know literally nothing about it. Um, Michael Hiltzik from the Los Angeles Times uh, got some, uh, ha he's a columnist there, had a report saying that that this will likely include uh, further cuts uh, to Medicaid and Medicare, um, which, of course, uh, during the campaign, uh, Trump said that he would uh, uh, keep in place uh, because those affect mostly the elderly and the poor. Um, you know, it's hard to say, like, what, what do we add to this besides the fact that this is bullshit, besides the fact that this is being done in secret, besides the fact that this is incredibly undemocratic? Well, I guess the question is, um, that, that's interesting to ask, is what is the strategy behind keeping it behind closed doors? Right? They have a majority. They could, like, negotiate it among themselves. Yeah, but, but when you put this out to vote and, I mean, is the point to not hear the public's opinion so that your your vote seems more, you know, insulated and like you're not opposing the public? Is, is that the point of it? I think they do want to keep the public somewhat ignorant here. I think they do want to keep the public um, out of the loop here. A lot of folks, uh, including Michael Hiltzik from the LA Times, that columnist and others, uh, have been saying that essentially... This is a tax cut for the rich and, and corporate interests bill rather than a health care bill. It's disguising itself as a health care bill. But we can't even really parse out how that is possible or what that means if we don't see the bill itself. I am going to go out on a limb and say I think it's a clever strategy. 
Oh, well, well, like clever is in like you're giving them props. That I think, yeah. If you have a majority, and you can hammer it out amongst yourselves, if they were able to come to a consensus and do it, this would be the way to get things done. It's not like Obamacare was the most democratically passed piece of legislation. I mean, they... Yeah, but those things were done in public. Like, so even though it was... You're right. You're like because majority, they had to. Yeah, but that's how our democracy works. So it's like, I can't give anyone props for doing something that is literally not democracy. You know what I'm I saying? I still don't think they're going to get it done. Well, I mean, to your point that the Republicans are very divided... Uh, I mean, some Republicans, some some senators are are representing blue states. So if you don't let the blue state hear about what the hell's going on, then you might just agree with the rest of the Republicans. And their constituents are already onto them. I mean, you can look at all these town halls that are being held in conservative districts where people people are are like, I am going to lose my health care. It seems short-sighted because this is just going to infuriate all of those people more. And if this does impact poor people and old people the way that uh, it seems like it reportedly will, then that's going to that's gonna eat into the Republican base. <laughs> oh, Jeff. Um, we're going to talk about video games again, because that is a welcome... Finally, something that doesn't just from... piss me off and or depress <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, we talked on the last episode about E3, the biggest annual game conference um and we're gonna talk again about e3 because we hit it in the middle last time um a few games in particular caught our eyes i'm gonna start with a game called anthem which is one we had we were not aware of before this well it made its like world premiere at e3 yeah this is uh from the creators of uh, mass effect which i've never played Ma- okay no, amazing which series. mark like Man, you're my boy. I love you. You're one of my best friends. You're fucking up so hard by never playing Mass Effect. Some of the, you could just start with two. Just play two and three. The first one's good, but you can play two and three if you want. You could still play them today, and they're better than oh, almost any God, other game yeah. out there. So good. Tell but me, Star I'm Wars: Knights of the Old Republic. So good, right? Mass Effect Two, one of the best games I've ever played. Of all time. Yeah. Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic, also a Bioware game, which I'm a huge fan yeah. of. Yeah. So Bioware makes good shit, and they now they're making this game Anthem that to me looks like a mixture of Destiny and Titanfall combined. Anthem was like, we're going to take the most popular pop culture topics and then cram them all together and create the most epic. And it's a really good looking game. It looks not what Bioware is known for. No, either. No, they're no more for story than than beautiful graphics. But this game looks awesome. I don't know if it's going to look that way in the final product, but the but basically they're like amazing. robotic suits, and you're like on a beautiful Exoskeleton, planet, yeah. space. It's, like, it's mechs like flying all around. Multi, you know, like multiplayer from the start, which is another thing Bioware is not known for. Yeah, it looks badass. So one of the games that stuck out to me, and and the reason like we we knew it was coming. It was Super Mario Odyssey. We knew it was coming. Uh, it has a release date. It's October, and they gave us like 30 minute clips of gameplay from the game. It looks awesome. Basically, Mario can throw his hat, now called Cappy, onto people's heads. Cappy? Cappy. He can throw his hat onto people's heads. And when it lands on their heads, he like take he like his body like just like jumps into the hat and then they get a mustache and then he controls their bodies. It's like this weird form of possession. And of course there's running jokes uh uh out there on the internet that like it has, is Mario even like a real dude, or is he just like some plumber from New York who's been like possessed by this fucking demon hat the whole time? Like maybe Mario isn't even a real guy. 
maybe Mario is just... Are you high, man? What the right? So, <laughs> and then this is the theory that the internet has come up with, and I think it's an important and interesting question. Either way, the game looks super fucking fun. It looks like a mixture of, like, all the great Mario games, like, and, you know, from the open world stuff. So, like, Mario 64, Mario Galaxy. Like, it, it looks like it's going to be really, really badass. I'm trying to think of this possession concept has even been, like, employed before in a video game. Uh, I'm sure it has. I can't think of anything off the top of my head right now. Mm, me neither. Um, I know, like, in Zelda, there are some things where, like, you can have, like, a little bird, you can control the bird and stuff like that. Uh, or, like, Link can control, like, other characters in The Wind Waker. But it wasn't, it wasn't like this, man. This is a whole other thing. Uh, Nintendo also announced that they have, on the way, in the next couple years, new Kirby game, a new Yoshi game, Yoshi, and Metroid yeah. Prime 4. They didn't show us any gameplay for that. They just showed us the title. But uh, the internet's going nuts over that shit, too. When does Mario come out? Mario comes out in October. And finally, you'll have something else to play on your Switch. Finally. I mean, I'm... I've barely touched a thing since I finished Zelda. But you did just download ARMS, which I think is like... If you have a Switch, you need to have Zelda, you need to have Mario Kart, and you need to have ARMS. That's my opinion. All right, all right. I'll get it. Uh, as for getting things, uh, I'm not sure if you should get the iPad Pro. I, uh, I just reviewed it. Uh, it came Is out... Is it your job to tell us whether we should get the iPad Pro? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I said that most people should not get the iPad Pro, and I was like, well, kind of, I was one of the, the dissenting opinions where, like, I wasn't super enthusiastic about it. I, uh, let me say that I, it's a great tablet, you know, but I'll say it's, it's overkill, and that, like, you shouldn't buy the iPad Pro unless you're interested in getting the Apple keyboard or the Apple Pencil, the stylus, right? So, like, I have a 12.9-inch iPad Pro, the big one. I love it because I like to draw, and I can draw on this thing. It's, like, the best digital drawing experience I've had. And I've had, like, Wacom tablets and shit. Um, and, the, and I really like the keyboard. So, should I, should, like, will I feel cramped in the 10.5-inch screen? Like it, I'm, I'm it's, like it's I can't pretty, see myself buying a regular the, the, iPad the anymore. Physical you know keyboard, what I'm saying? I'm sold on Pro. Apple keyboard for the uh, the iPad Pro is pretty cramped, a 10.5 uh, okay. inch one. See, because I like I like the full size keyboard that the 12.9 has. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's a totally different experience. So I, I might say you know you might want to get 12.9 inch, but they gave us a 10.5 for mm-hmm. review, so mm-hmm. I just reviewed that one. But to back up, um, 10.5 inch iPad Pro is slightly larger than the last one for the smaller screen size, which was 9.7. Um, it has a higher screen refresh rate. It's 120 hertz now versus 60. 60, um, and that basically makes motion look smoother. So when you're opening and closing apps, the animation looks smoother. When you're playing videos, it's supposed to look better, but I couldn't really notice. Like you'd have to be a real freak to, to notice. I think this most stuff. videos don't support 120. Yeah, uh, most videos don't yeah, support like that. Yeah, Why yeah. Scale most, your refresh rate if most no don't, screens are going to support it. They don't support it yet. So Mark's looking to buy an iPad, right? Yes, that was where this whole conversation came from. Is I feel like Apple sold iOS 11 really well. Oh, it the multitasking? Like a really good yeah, operating but, system for but, the iPad. But Brian hasn't gotten to try iOS 11. You know, my, my right? point is, like, so, like, uh, compared to other reviewers who are very enthusiastic about the iPad Pro, they were apologizing for Apple and saying, like, but all these problems will be solved when iOS 11 comes yeah, out. They're selling multitasking, you multitasking, which blah, is blah, not blah. the problem, and which it's is like, not the product you buy right now. You know, my, my position is that we're not, we're not paid to be fortune tellers, you know? We're paid to, like, look at what something 
currently is. That's a fair position. Review what it is. So I'm going to tell you that currently the iPad Pro is not a replacement for a PC. You know, like it it would be a replacement for a Chromebook, which just does web browsing and some lightweight. uh, But all the multitasking features, like for iOS 11, which I'm stoked about, they are going to come to the regular iPad too, right? It's not Pro exclusive. Yeah, yeah, they're going to come to the regular iPad as well. So that that bring that comes to my point of like. You don't want to buy this thing unless you want to use the Apple keyboard or the, the or the or the pencil, because you can always just buy the third-party keyboard. And my understanding is that the Logitech keyboard is better than the Apple that. keyboard. I haven't Hello. used the Logitech I don't, one, but I've, I don't I've tried like, the Logitech one. I don't like it. I don't like the me. Apple keyboard. It's, yeah, so, it remains to be seen how iOS 11 is going to run on each of these systems, though, because each of these things come out and they're like it'll run on all the old hardware, but then like the multitasking stuff gets super slow. Like they have that split screen thing on the on all the iPads going way back. I've got yeah. an iPad 2. It's garbage. It's like right. not even usable. So so Mark. You want to buy an iPad? You you don't want to use a pencil or the or the keyboard like I do. The keyboard, I'm a little interested in, but oh, Brian okay. tells me I can just get a third party keyboard. Mm-hmm. It's, I think you should good, maybe I better. Should, I think you should try them first. That Logitech is not the hotness for me. I mean, I, I haven't tried the Logitech, so I can't speak for it. But I, I did get reader emails saying to me like, "Well, fuck the Apple keyboard. The Logitech one is better." So, oh. and, would, would and, you do a would you do an iPad keyboard review? Huh, I might, An you know. iPad you keyboard Thunderdome. Making the iPad better with a better keyboard. That might be another story. But or you your know. colleagues at the New York Times owned wire cutter recommended, I think, a Belkin keyboard. Did they? I thought they recommended the Apple keyboard, which I disagreed with. Well, you know. <laughs> only only for the Pro. For the lower yeah, models. Yeah, for the Pro. They recommended Well, anyway, it's overkill. Damn you, Bezos. Uh, you're in the next one, Nate. All right, so uh, back to uh, gut-wrenching tragedy uh, <laughs> topics. Seattle police killed a woman named Charlena Lyles, a pregnant mother of four, who had called 911 to report a burglary. Um, this just happened uh, uh, today, and um, it's it's tough. It's really tough. She was 30 years old, and uh, so there was a burglary that she was reporting in her building, and according to a statement from Seattle police, there were several children in the apartment at the time. Um, and they say that Lyles confronted officers with a knife. Um, there's obviously already been like a vigil. Um, sorry, she wasn't killed tonight. It was She was killed Sunday. Um, there's already been a vigil and some things like this. And folks were asking, you know, why why couldn't police have tased her? Like, why couldn't, why weren't there other options? Obviously, like, these are things that are still unfolding uh, you know, st- still getting details, but it's it's yet another tragic situation where uh, a a black American is killed um, by law enforcement in in what seems to be a questionable, possibly unjustifiable way. And this, of course, comes days after a jury found that the police officer who shot and killed Flando Castile in Minnesota last year. They found that officer not guilty. Uh, Castile was reaching for his wallet when he was shot, and his fiance um, Facebook live streamed the aftermath. Um, but uh, depressing stuff. You know, the reason why I bring it up is I really think there's this important a dialogue happening online uh, about the disproportionate number of um, black and brown people, but predominantly black, pe- black people who are being killed by law enforcement. But it doesn't seem like the dialogue's like doing anything to lessen these sorts of incidents. 
we just keep hearing about these sorts of things day after day. Right. I mean, like talking about it is worthwhile. I mean, the same thing happens with the Asian American community where something horrible happens and we talk about it for days or weeks and then it all blows over because at the end of the day, it's, um, I mean, we're in the minority and, and, um, the, the mainstream media is, is largely run by like white people. Let's, let's, let's be honest, you know, and, and, and it just gets forgotten about like a few weeks later, like it's, yeah, it's just kind of the natural flow of how storytelling goes. And well, there's this interesting thing happening right now where, like, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement and other other dialogues that are happening in both in the streets and the forum protests and online, you know, are keeping these narratives going um, to a certain extent, but we're not seeing it spill over into, like, lawmakers. We're not seeing it spill over to law enforcement agencies saying, hey... Maybe we need to have a better relationship with communities that we're policing. Maybe we need to have a different sort of training. Like there's, you know, there's a reason why these things are happening, um, and like let's figure it out. Now that's not to say that all uh, uh, law enforcement agencies haven't been talking about this thing because many have, but at the same time, like we're not, we're not seeing that tangible change. Um, you know, there's like literally dozens of names I could go off, you know, Timmy Rice, Mike Brown, Eric Garner, Sandra Bland, mm-hmm. Terrence Crusher, Freddie Gray, Oscar Grant, um, Trayvon Martin, and like none of these have resulted in convictions of the officers uh, who killed these people. I don't feel like we can transition with a Bezos laugh after this one, but I do <laughs> feel like we need a lighter topic to end this episode on. Well, the buzzer, the only buzzer we got is Bezos. What's, what's the lighter topic? Bah. Okay, well, the lighter topic is Jay-Z got into the Songwriters Hall of Fame, which is something to be happy and celebrate. He was the very <laughs> first right He was the very first rapper to do so. Um, he didn't and actually, he's a father of twins now. Well, uh, did Beyonce have her babies? She had the babies. She had the babies. She had the babies. She had the babies. Like, right now? Today? Just Google it, man. You got a what? computer in front of you? Oh, shit. So, uh, he didn't go to the ceremony because Beyonce was delivering, expected to deliver twins. I guess that happened. Late breaking news, at least in my head. How how disconnected from the world am I? I didn't know about you know the kid in Korea. I didn't know about Beyonce's babies. This is you don't know, man. I apologize, but um, Jay Z tweeted uh, that this was a win for hip hop, which it definitely was, uh, and said, "quote I remember when rap was said to be a fad. We are now alongside some of the greatest writers in history." End quote. Uh, CNN headline news: Beyonce gives birth to twins ten hours ago. Wow! Wow! That is amazing. Congrats, Jay Z, on not only getting in the Songwriters Hall of Fame, but your twin babies. Crea- uh, congrats, Beyonce. On Twitter, Jay Z listed off more than ninety rappers he said inspired him, including Nas, Kanye West, Rakim, Karis One. Kanye West. Yeah, and uh, it's it's this is this is important. It, he joins. The likes of Hank Williams, Woody Guthrie, Duke Ellington, Bob Dylan, John Lennon, Paul McCartney, Sam Cooke, Willie Nelson, Freddie Mercury. Like, it, this is, it's, it, but at the same time, it's kind of sad that, like, hip-hop's been in the mainstream consciousness for 40 years now. And, and this, he's the very first rapper to get into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Right. It's kind of like, what the fuck took so long? But these mainstream institutions are starting to recognize hip-hop. And I think it's important that, like, we point out that... You know, rock and roll music kind of changed the world. And hip-hop even, I would argue, even more so because it's had more of a global popular effect. It's literally, like, there's a form of rap music in every country on this 
planet. There's a form of rock music in every country on this planet. And and rap music's been around for like the last 40 years. It's been that pop music. And we're just still seeing. So I feel like these institutions, these halls of fames, need hip-hop artists more than hip-hop needs this validation from the outside. Because really, I mean, like, you know, these old institutions with, with you know... I would say uh, uh, recognizing artists that are past their prime and those sorts of things, like hip hop is still current. Jay Z is still relevant, and and this is kind of a way to revitalize and make themselves relevant. But he got in because he was relevant in like the late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. Now Jay Z isn't isn't as relevant today as he was like ten years ago. That's He's that's relevant a fair... today because of Beyonce. <laughs> well, Beyonce is more relevant than Jay-Z for sure. She's more popular than Jay-Z for sure. But yeah, I mean, Jay-Z, like, you know, when I think of, like, my favorite songs, Jay-Z's, they are from uh, late 90s and early 2000s, you know, like, you know, shit. The, the blueprint dropped when I think I was in, like, high school, you know what I'm saying? And I'm 33 years old. Um, but, you know, nonetheless, this is a big deal, I think, for hip-hop, and I think it's a big deal for pop, pop culture music. <laughs> oh, oh a, was, a short. A, a, really that was a baby basil. Oh, there it goes. Oh, there you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All Thank right. you, Jeff. All right, Ronaldo, Mark, let's get into it before Brian buzzes us. We're going to talk some sports. Yeah, we're doing it. All right. Check my text messages here. Okay. We're going to talk about the girl, like the second. Okay. Maybe third, maybe right. fourth greatest. R- R- Ronaldo is the best. Okay, Mark and I are both both uh, Barcelona fans, FC Barcelona fans. But I argue that Ronaldo is the greatest soccer player on earth right now. What? And you Mark that? still says Messi, but that's not what we're talking Messi. about. This we're t- we're talking Neymar about. Might be I love Neymar. Neymar Suarez. Neymar is my favorite best. soccer player. But okay, what we're talking about. Ronaldo wants to, says he wants to leave Spain because they're because coming he down on pay taxes. taxes, which is like everybody in Spain. Yeah, they went after Messi for this. They went after Ronaldo for this. They've gone down uh, like half of Barcelona. Toronto, for this. Yeah, yeah, they go over everybody. Centerbacks. Yeah, this is a Ronaldo doesn't thing. want to pay his taxes. Ronaldo Madrid's exactly. like, we want you to be happy. We'll pay your taxes. He's threatening to go to England to go play for Manchester United, which would be Ooh, okay, very interesting. Did, did he actually say he would play for Manchester United, or because I've seen the rumors of Manchester United from. saying that they would sign him? Yeah, but I haven't seen his, him say, yo, I'm going to go play for Man U. It's his, his sleazeball agent, I'm sure, who's, uh, who's going out yeah, planning those Trying rumors. to stoke those flames. So, I mean, like, it, here's the thing. is like, in Spain, there are only two, there are three really great teams. There's Real Madrid, which Ronaldo plays on. First team to ever win the Champions League back-to-back. They just won La Liga. There's Barcelona, their main, uh, you know, rival, which Messi, Suarez, and my boy Neymar. And then there's Atletico Madrid. Those are like the only three good teams. Like the rest of La Liga is trash. No offense. They're garbage. In the EPL, in the English Premier League, where Manchester United plays, Manchester United is pretty good. Arsenal's pretty good. Chelsea's pretty good. Like there are a lot more good teams, a lot more competition, but none of them are as good as those top three teams in Spain. Yeah, like Ronaldo would just eat that fucking league alive. It'd be entertaining, though. <laughs> Ah, uh, uh, thanks. Oh, you got to rewind it. <laughs> God, what did I give you there? Like two minutes or something? Oh, okay. Thanks, Brian. You gave us a lot of time. Jesus Christ. So, like, so we're going to wrap up with me talking about why I hate talking about sports, right? That's, that's like <laughs> okay. the topic that you guys Why do you hate talking it's about It's not that you sports, just Brian. don't 
it's not that you just hate talking about sports. Like you don't like watching sports. You don't like nothing. Right? It's not that I don't like sports because I do. I'm pretty fit. You know, I go yeah, out a lot. Like and I yeah. Hike and all that crap. You do martial eight. arts. You do rock climbing. I did martial arts. Yeah. Big, big yeah. fan of cricket. <laughs> Uh, I used to play frisbee golf. I don't know that. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's more of a matter of all the sports you can't watch on TV are the sports Brian yeah. does. Yeah, the sports, all the sports I, they play in California. Sports I don't watch involve a ball being thrown around and people getting emotional about this ball. Um, <laughs> would be sports. Would be sports, and I can't get emotionally involved with people I don't know. But why not? Uh, like, what? What is it about? You get emotionally involved with the tech business stuff. You like Steve Jobs? It's like throwing well, that ball well, around. These, I mean, sure. I mean, it's not emotionally involved Tim though. Cook. It's like intellectually involved, you know. Emotionally involved is where like you know people are screaming at a television and stuff like that. I do like that. that. I do that. Like I, yeah. I see you know, or people screaming in the stadium at at, at the players, you know, like, that kind of thing. I can't get like that emotional about people I just don't know. Is, or is care there like about. is there like a reason, or is it just that that's just the way it is? Well, for me, it's a, I, I choose what to be emotionally involved in. You know, like I choose my battles, for instance, like. I get angry about certain things, and I start fights with people about, you know, with, with about certain things, you know. So you like, say if you were a sports fan, you'd just be like trying to fight everybody, and, you know. No, like I, I choose my battles in life. That's my philosophy. No. Is like one of the like what, what, something I'm very firm about is like I don't fight about things unless they're a big deal, like yeah. a really big deal. That's fair. You know, there are plenty of things I could yell at people about all the time. Like on the freeway, you know, like driving, I could like get out of a car and like punch someone's window if I wanted to, you know, but I'm not going to do that. Yeah. You know? Traffic. Um, yeah. The so, most appropriate way to make So bagels. I choose really huge, outstanding things to be emotional about because that's one way that I, I control my emotions. But like, but like, I love, but like, <laughs> I love, but like, I love sports and I don't fight people over sports. Well, you know, I mean, when you scream you at a TV... You don't have to fight people is what I'm saying. When you scream uh, at a TV, that, that's, that's like emotional. That's not really true because the Redskins elicit some pretty Well, because that name, Well, that name's racist. I mean, I am not down with racism. You know, I'll fight about racism. Yeah, thank you. But that, that's not very often that... Brian got my back on the Redskins. ...yell about that in sports, you know? Like, yeah. You, usually in sports, you're involved in like, oh my God, this, this guy was being an asshole on the field and yeah. kicked no, somebody or something, and like, I, I just don't care, you know? <laughs> it's all agree to disagree that well, the... the Cleveland Indians are a very excellent team. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, also with the adorable slash racist mascot. I mean, this is a good point. Like, sports are entertainment. There's no reason to, like, take that shit too serious, right? Well, you know, I get really pissy, too. Like, we, we win a game in San Francisco, like, say the Giants win, and then they burn down my neighborhood, my the mission. You know, yeah, they, yeah. They, like, set things on fire. They, they that fucking pisses me destroy off buses, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? How can I like sports at all? Like, I, I go to the Giants games every now and then. I like watching them, you know? Like, yeah. And I'll, you know, I'll hang out with people and drink beers and enjoy the ball games. It's a good pastime, but, like, Hooliganism I get pissy about us okay. winning and then destroying yeah. our city. Like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. No sense. So, yeah. <laughs> what? That's the worst buzzer <laughs> ever. <laughs> all right, all right. So that is, this is, the, this is this, the end of the season. Yeah, we didn't really explain this. So we're going to take a little break. I'm going uh, to New Zealand. And I'm going to go to London and Paris. And Brian, are you going to I'm going to be on heroin for three weeks. Yes. No, you're not. So, so we'll be uh, have Brian in rehab when we're back <laughs> oh for season God. two. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening. 
Um, we will see you the next time around when Netflix renews our show. If the Netflix <laughs> renews our show. Okay.